Hi, I'm Danny. Hi, I'm Alice, and this is According to Us, our podcast. And just before we get into the episode, we wanted to let you know that we are remote recording, so if there's any glitches or you can't hear us properly, we're sorry about that. Yeah, so if we accidentally interrupt each other or something, then that's why. It's dodgy internet, obviously we're in uncertain times. We can't afford a studio, nor can we go into one currently, (laughs) so we don't have any choice. But yeah, hopefully you should enjoy the content anyway, hopefully it'll be good. Danny, kick us off. All right, so um, the last time we got together for a recording was in November. And so from then to now, a lot has happened. So how are you dealing with it all now? How is everything going in your life? Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. I thought you said, are you alive for a second then? And I was like, yeah, as as far as I'm aware, I am. And hopefully, <laughs> I, like, obviously, I know these are uncertain times. But yes, I'm still alive and kicking. Um, yeah, as you might be able to tell, I've also gone slightly mad, but that might be partly to do with lockdown, but also to do with infuriating podcast technology. But yeah, anyway, going back to your original question, a lot has changed since November. You're right, we have gone through a lot. And um, back then we said 2020 was going to be our year. We did. I don't think yeah. that's quite the case now. <laughs> um <laughs> there's just a lot has happened shit has hit the fan Mm -hmm. obviously we had the Australian wildfires and now we've got coronavirus and the Australian wildfires were sort of like the beginning and we were like okay hopefully we can get through this but now it's just like bam another thing straight after has hit us it's just like disaster after disaster I did see a really funny Twitter thing earlier which was uh, a tweet that Boris Johnson published on the 2nd of January there was a picture of him with his thumbs up saying 2020 is going to be a great year oh no (laughs) and I just love how much of a train wreck it has now become yeah Um, yeah like the rest of 2020 is pretty much just a write-off it is because like everything has been cancelled or postponed and we don't know when we're going to be able to go back outside everything really is up in the air right now so it is a scary and kind of um daunting time to not be able to look into the future and know that everything's going to be all right or even kind of plan for a future because we don't really know where we're going to be in the next six months so it really is um kind of frightening yeah which is why we thought it'd be relevant to do a podcast i mean everyone's in lockdown now so haven't got anything better to do really except to listen to us to bang on about <laughs> our lives and what's going on with them um yeah so I realized I didn't quite answer your question yet I'm I'm okay I'm surviving um I'm working from home at the moment which is nice it's flexible hours and um it's task based which means that providing I get all of the tasks done that I'm supposed to for the day doesn't matter what time I complete them or how long it takes me as long as I've just got that job done because obviously they know that people are going to have childcare responsibilities they know that they might have to look after other um, vulnerable people relatives etc etc 
obviously we then also have a household to maintain when people are stockpiling shops and stuff so you have to go out and go shopping and you just have like the general melee of day-to-day stuff going wrong like a blocked toilet or like plumbing that's gone wrong elsewhere in the house you know um but yeah no I'm surviving I'm glad I'm in isolation with family and not by myself because it means I'm kind of not going stir crazy of course yeah because um we're fortunate enough and privileged enough to be able to have this time and be at home with our family so we're not isolated in the terms of we can't talk to anyone at home which is really lovely but also like you were talking about uh, going to the shops and getting groceries like a lot of people are stockpiling and it kind of just you have to think about oh wow why are we stockpiling because we don't need to it's not like we're going to have a a shortage of food but it's just kind of like this selfish mentality that a lot of people are having like oh my gosh we must get like five packs of toilet roll we only really need one or two at the most and so it's just yeah it's just really really kind of selfish to see everybody not kind of thinking about the community and kind of uh just going a little bit to old doomsday prepping and all that sort of thing so yeah 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 that's what blows my mind like the aside like sort of crisis aside the psychology of stockpiling is really interesting because things like paracetamol and ibuprofen and toilet roll and flour it's like how often do people actually need those because the amount of people we have in this country hasn't changed the amount of stuff that we have on supermarket shelves hasn't changed the only thing that has changed is how people are buying it so if nobody had panic bought at all we would not be having this crisis like this has just made it worse so one person has presumably started stockpiling things like flour because they think oh well you know just in case I want to make bread or something if there isn't any in the supermarket so sort of one or two people have a a sort of doomsday crisis and then think right I need to start prepping for the apocalypse and then that tends to have a domino effect on everyone else and then they think oh heck I should start buying the same stuff because it's not there um because like yeah as you say realistically who actually needs five packs of toilet roll that's the thing you don't and people are buying it or like pasta and canned goods and things like that and so they're stockpiling it and other people like vulnerable people or elderly people can't go into the shops and supermarkets and get their get the supplies that they need and so hopefully when we come out of this we can really reflect and be like what we need to think more about um us as a as a country as a community rather than just thinking about ourselves because at the end of the day we're making we're the ones that are making it worse by like you said stockpiling because now we're in a crisis where supermarkets can't keep up with the demand when they really shouldn't have to because it's not Mm -hmm. like the coronavirus is going to um, mean that we're going to have a food shortage in terms of the virus being that it's just our kind of reaction to it that has made this be a problem which is really unfortunate and sad Yeah, I was in the supermarket yesterday and I saw something that was just completely heartbreaking. I told you about it on the group chat, but it was Mm -hmm. this old guy in the toilet roll aisle. I don't know why he wasn't in during the vulnerable hour, but it might be that he has to care for somebody else. Like, 
his wife, for example, I, I'm assuming he had one, um, or his carer might come between nine and ten, so he doesn't have the time to go out during vulnerable hour. But I, I yeah, he was just walking up and down the toilet roll aisle looking for stuff completely in vain. There was nothing there. He was just sort of left assessing the dregs. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, like, people like him really need it. And it's because some selfish person has picked up two packets when they don't need any. It's then just going to sit in their cupboard when it could be going to somebody else. Like, it, it's just ridiculous. And, yeah, it just makes me really sad. Yeah, it really is. And so I just really hope that um, when we come out of this, we are better as people because we've had to because like you were saying there isn't much else to do but reflect and try and think about um ourselves and we've got the time now to kind of grow as people and learn about things and read up on things it really is a kind of giving us time to learn and grow from all of this experience because if we come out of this and we're still the same people that we are when we went into it then what really has this um it would it wouldn't have meant anything. It kind of wouldn't have been in vain, and that's the worst thing that could have be a result of this. So hopefully, uh, we can all come out as better people. I know that's like a big thing to ask, but hopefully, people can kind of just take the time to just think about what kind of person they want to be the next time, God forbid, this happens. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I think there's there's an odd dichotomy between the selfishness that we've displayed as a nation in the shops, but then also the solidarity that we have when it comes to the NHS. Mm -hmm. Because um, obviously there was the whole clap for the NHS thing on Thursday. And by the looks of things in London, especially that was a massive thing, even in a rural village where I live, there were still people on our street at eight o'clock clapping, which I was not expecting at all. So you have this on one hand, you have, people being complete knobs but then on the other you also have people really getting into the sort of community spirit and thinking yes look at our amazing healthcare workers um we're so proud of them like we're so proud to be British that we have an NHS no it's yeah it is and coming to that point it's also a bit of a kind of a wake-up call because we just elected a, a conservative government um before this happened at the end of last year um, where the NHS was kind of again not sure about their future and so now we're coming out in kind of throws being like we're so happy that we have the NHS we're so supportive of it we appreciate everything they're doing for us but it's also like a whole load of uh, the people in this country have voted for a government which doesn't always have the best interest of the NHS in their forefront. So again, we're confronted with that kind of uh, dichotomy as well. So it really is kind of making us yeah, question. Yeah, because realistically, things. yeah, yeah, because realistically, we are stuck with this government now for the next few uh, years, years at least, yeah. really. And they're saying, yeah, and they're saying that it could be a government which lasts ten years if they keep getting re-elected which is quite worrying but I think like the US now may people may start questioning Donald Trump as a presidential candidate which is really good in a way um, but the same thing might happen here I mean 
lots of people again it seems to be very split um obviously a lot of what you see on social media can be biased if you're in a bit of a a bubble of people who just happen to follow your views but I've seen a lot of parodies where people have been sort of praising Boris Johnson and his approach and saying oh he's so um like such a hero like he's having to deal with all of this stuff when he's only just become prime minister Mm -hmm. and loads of people are supporting him now people obviously have ripped straight into that person and been like well no realistically he's a bit of an idiot who doesn't have the best interests of the British people at heart um so obviously yeah some people think that Boris Johnson's working really hard and we should all be nicer to him and then other people are like well this is his fault for cutting NHS services yeah no I don't feel as though it's a time to be nicer I feel like critique is still oriented but I just feel as though it's really difficult because I understand where people are coming from with like oh this is a horrible time to kind of be confronted with all of your failings and things like that because of what we're going through like this global pandemic is something that um we've never seen before and so it's unprecedented about the kind of actions Mm. you would take but it's still like no we need to critique our government because there's still a lot of failings that they have and they need to still be accounted for that like especially with small businesses and their response to helping people who can't self-isolate because they have jobs that don't allow them to work from home so the kind of laissez-faire attitude that Boris Johnson and the conservative government had at the beginning of the pandemic was appalling because people were like, yeah, we don't want to get the coronavirus, but we still need to get on the tubes, get on public transport in order to live because it's also um, a real kind of wake-up call because a lot of people still live paycheck to paycheck or even less than paycheck to paycheck. And so it's, it's not kind of, again, it's like I was saying critique is still warranted in terms of that kind of, uh, response to people not being able to afford to stay at home and protect themselves yeah I mean what's worrying especially in the states is that they haven't introduced any legislation which protects people from being evicted mm-hmm. so obviously in the UK now there's a policy where if you can't pay your rent your landlord can't kick you out because obviously that I, I think on one part it's sort of in the interests of public health because if you're on the streets then you have more chance of picking and picking up and transmitting coronavirus but um Mm -hmm. yeah I mean say what you want about the Tory government but they have at least done that but yeah in in America people don't have mortgage protection they don't have any protection if they can't pay their rent because of the economic slowdown there so I mean in some ways we're lucky but in other ways it is sort of to be expected from your government because they're there to serve you and the rest of the British people um most definitely but a lot of this talk is quite depressing and upsetting so let's have a little (laughs) change of discussion and talk about kind of the things that we've been able to do or how social media has helped us still stay connected uh with our friends and family because um like we were saying at the beginning of the podcast we are uh, doing this remotely but we've been able to because of uh, the services that are out there so yeah um Al, how have you been coping with uh, still staying interactive with friends and family um well I mean I 
being a millennial um, slash Gen Z, I still have no idea which one I'm technically in. I use my phone so all the I'm time. I'm very attuned to using a smartphone. I'm very quite I'm quite intuitive with technology. Um, so generally, if you put something in my hands, like any kind of software or device, I can work out how it works. But um, yeah, so I'm not going to be like the elderly population who might not be able to use it as much mm-hmm. which is quite sad because they probably need it more than us but yeah I've been keeping in contact with people via Facebook messenger I've been doing a lot of um FaceTiming this week like it, it's funny actually because almost like the exercise thing where because you're only allowed out once a day to do exercise I think people will probably actually end up doing more exercise than they were doing before and I think it's similar with things like FaceTime and messenger um video is that you know because you can't see your friends that you should make the effort to talk to them more and so I think that that's why we're all having a lot more conversations um remotely And and I think this could either be a really good thing or a really bad thing for relationships and friendships because people will be staying in contact with each other more than ever but equally people will be put in isolation together and that might not necessarily go well. (laughs) Um, Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so far, so far for me, I think it's worked out quite well, really. Um, I think this is the, I said one on Tuesday. I think this is about the fourth or fifth FaceTime slash messenger slash getting in contact with a friend I've had this week. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So like you say, it has kind of forced you to um, stay in contact with those people that you care about, because now this is the only kind of option we have is to do a FaceTime or a Facebook Messenger group chat or whatever. So, yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I've also if you if you. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, it's it's okay. If you (laughs) if you include Microsoft Teams in that then I've actually had probably I probably had about eight conversations this week that aren't face to face but are pretty like normal face to well like digital face to face interactions um so that's been quite nice yeah yeah no definitely and um going off your point on Microsoft Teams like like you were saying, we're both really privileged enough to be able to work from home. So I've also had um, the opportunity to see my colleagues and be able to interact with them via um, Microsoft. And so that's been really lovely because I've still been able to connect with them and we've still been able to get work done, even though we are um, mm-hmm. at home. And so that's been really lovely. But also um, going on talking about friendships and how this could be a good or a bad thing in China, apparently the divorce rate Um is going up because now people are confronted with their partners every single day and there isn't that kind of rest period where like okay I'm at work I don't get to see them or I'm really excited to see them and when I get off of whatever I'm doing now it's like I wake up you're there I go to the kitchen you're there I come back you're there so it is going to be really interesting to see the fallout um for that in this country but I've also just been able to have like house parties with friends like that new app that's going around and also mm. Netflix party. Yeah. I did that yesterday with a few friends. And so that was really fun because we ended up watching um, New Moon. And so we were just kind of reliving uh-huh. our heyday, 
when we were all really obsessed mm-hmm. with the uh, Twilight Saga. And so that was a lot of fun. I didn't yeah. know how much fun it would be, but it was a lot of fun just to be able to talk to them and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we used to love this. This is so like funny how things change. So yeah, it's been really nice to still be able to interact with people um, in that way. Yeah, no, I was thinking the um the people that probably do really well out of this is YouTubers and particularly YouTube couples because they already are. I mean, I'll use an example, like Jenna Marbles and Julian, um, I think his surname's Solomita, but her, they live together and work together all the time anyway. So for them, it's just kind of business as usual, except they can't go out anymore. And it's the same with YouTubers is that a lot of them film videos in their house or they have a studio in their house so it's not really a problem for them it it just sort of sucks because they can't go out anywhere yeah yeah like a lot of us so it is it is going to be really interesting to see the fallout of of all of this yeah so what kind of um have you been getting out for your exercise every day I have I definitely have been doing um a lot more walks and so and because the weather is looking better as we go on which is of course uh so slow in Britain that I've just been able to mm-hmm. enjoy the sunshine which has been really nice and so just take and having a bit of kind of uh me time and just being able to sit with my thoughts and things like that has been really kind of therapeutic and healthy for me just to get out of the house and uh, enjoy being outside and not being fearful of um, spreading the virus or whatever because that's another thing we have to think about is like the best thing to do is to stay at home but in order for us to still be healthy people a lot of us need to have the outdoors and have like the fresh air and things like that so it's been a bit of a balancing act mm. but one that is definitely needed and um just grateful that I have been able to live in a in an environment environment where I haven't been um scared or nervous about like the six um feet away from each other because I've always got a time where the town has been relatively empty which has been great so yeah people are really listening to uh, the advice down here which Mm. is good yeah no it's um I've never been more grateful to live in the countryside really because um that there's just wide open space everywhere uh there's beautiful fields there's beautiful landscapes like there's just although sometimes when you're in the house it can feel a bit claustrophobic as soon as you go out into a massive field it's just really quite it's just quite relaxing to suddenly have all of this space around you although I, I think it's interesting we have been meeting more people than normal when we go out on our evening walks and I think it's now because people can't do exercise elsewhere like the gym but also because everyone's working on a similar schedule so we always go out for a walk as a family at about five o'clock in the evening and if other people finish work at that time that's also the time that they'll be out walking their dogs and stuff um so uh we have had to skirt around people a few times and do the whole six feet away which feels quite rude sometimes because in any other circumstances to suddenly cross the road and actively avoid someone it it just like it's a bit horrifying really like if someone did that to you you'd just be like what's wrong with me do I smell or something but now it's necessary um 
So we've actually been taking kind of wider routes and we've not been going on pathways that are quite narrow where we can't avoid other people. Um, so we have had to mix it up a little bit. But yeah, it's it's so nice to go outside into fresh air and just be able to stretch my legs and walk. Um, and it's also really mm-hmm. nice just having a garden as well. Having somewhere where I can sit mm-hmm. and th- that's not a flat. I mean, not that I live in a flat anyway, but, you know, people in cities are cramped up often without a garden. They all they live all on one floor and their living accommodation is really small. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm grateful to be in a house and um, to be living with my family and, yeah, to have a garden and all this wide open space around me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Yeah, so... um. Yeah, I mean, right now it's um, kind of, I don't know, um, I don't want to say all is lost, but it kind of does feel like that. But what are you, if I had to post a question, what are you kind of uh, hopeful for or looking forward to in, in terms of getting out of this and... Um, trying to assemble some sort of normalcy like what is the third thing you think you're going to be able to do when we get the all clear that um we can start kind of walking about freely um I am well I mean I have a whole load of stuff planned for this summer so quite a lot of domestic holidays planned so we have like a big family camping trip um with family friends planned for August so that's what I'm really looking forward to at the moment and I'm hoping that because it's not really a mass public gathering um, and hopefully we won't still be on lockdown by then that I'll be able to just go on this lovely camping trip and go walking and spend time with friends and family. Um, So that's what I'm looking forward to. And also I've got a, there's a concert I'm supposed to be going to in June, just like a a small one with a fairly small time um, artist in Bristol but I'm really looking forward to that because I've been trying to see him for two years. So I'll, I'll be really gutted if that, that gets cancelled, but I think most likely it'll be postponed. But hopefully it will get postponed to a time when I can make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. That's the, the the question that everyone is um kind of posed with is like, all oh, my things are being postponed, but can I make the new date? Um, so yeah hopefully everything does come um yeah. to a I mean, point I mean I'm can... also no go ahead yeah, yeah sorry I interrupted you there um I'm also looking forward to hopefully having because it's my birthday in a, in a couple of weeks I'm looking forward to sort of having a postponed birthday celebration where I can do all the things that I was supposed to be doing because I was supposed to be going to London to go to the Harry Potter studios and I was supposed to be going to Hampton Court um, and just sort of generally having a, having an exciting weekend away. Obviously, that's not happening anymore. So my birthday will be put on hold and I'll be able to celebrate it later in the year, hopefully. So that's the other thing I'm looking forward to. I know, yes. Happy birthday for in a couple of weeks, which I would then give you another yeah. happy birthday. But yeah, hopefully you will yeah. be able to still do the things uh, that you wanted to do. And uh, yeah, same yeah. with me. Like I was planning to go on holiday at the end of May, and so that's still up in the air because um, who knows where we're going to be, and uh, when that rolls around. But also, just kind of 
taking this time and this year to experience things I hadn't really been able to. So I was also planning to uh, direct a short film this year and that's had to be postponed. But what was so lovely yeah. about planning it um, before we kind of knew that the pandemic had hit us was that everyone who was on board was just so lovely and I was getting to be creative and kind of just so hopeful about being able to show my work um to everyone on this kind of level so I was still really excited for the prospect of that happening because uh once we do get the all clear that will definitely um be in production again so yeah just really excited to work with everyone that had kind of said yes and we were all looking forward to kind of bringing um the story to life so yeah that's one of, one big thing that I'm definitely yeah, still looking I'm, forward to. I'm mostly looking forward to things that we've previously taken for granted like Matt Haig tweeted that one day we'll be able to go back to the cinema and we'll go out for lunch somewhere or go out for dinner somewhere and it what was once completely normal will now be a complete novelty so I'm just looking forward to the return to normal things like that really mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely like hopefully we all come out of this a lot more grateful like you were saying uh, it won't be just run of the mill going out to lunch with your mates or family. It will be like, wow, this is so lovely that we get to do this again because we now know a time where we couldn't and it wasn't an option. So it's just, I mean, it's um, it's come at a time where <laughs> no one was really kind of, it's quite funny because um, at the beginning of the episode you were talking about how excited uh, we were about 2020 and so to have to everyone to have such enthusiasm about a year and for it to kind of stop uh head fast at the beginning like we're three months in and we're like oh wow yeah. 2020 really isn't what we thought it was going to be it's quite interesting that it's come at this time but hopefully we just all can yeah. learn from it and come out stronger yeah have you been getting on have you been getting on with any creative projects um well um I have been able to write um a new script so the BBC were having mm-hmm. a um competition uh for like a short 5 to 10 minute um script about people in isolation and kind of communicating via webcam and so I uh, submitted something to the BBC writers room for that and so I was able to be like oh there might be a kind of a glass is half full type situation here so I still might be able to get something produced uh, while still in quarantine which would be amazing because I've always wanted to work for the BBC in terms of like having my own work be produced by them so if I was able to get this opportunity that would be absolutely uh, an honour and amazing so yeah I have been able to be a little bit creative Um, and then also my job is just quite creative in itself so I've been lucky enough to Mm. still kind of make videos and um, edit and do things like that so yeah how about yourself yeah no that's cool um yeah so I I like doing things with my hands so I've been um improving my knitting skills like I, I learned how to knit a while ago but um I kind of gave up on it so I'm so I'm I'm trying to get back into knitting and um I've got some more wool coming my way so that I'm just sort of inheriting from friends and family so I might this time by the end of uh, lockdown I might be able to knit a jumper who knows um 
Yeah, he maybe might even have an Etsy um, um, page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've I've also been. Um, I made some sort of like coasters. So somebody, my aunt, gave me like these old squares of um, wood that I basically sanded down and varnished. So now I have two new coasters, and they were drying out in the sun. So that was um, very fortuitous in terms of the weather. Uh, and yeah, the same as you, really. I've just been trying to do bits and pieces of writing, um, various other arts and crafts and stuff. But yeah. Well, well that um, sounds really good that you've been able to be so productive. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm at home all the time, so I don't have any excuse anymore. <laughs> yeah. I've also had to do lots of cleaning, which is unfortunate. Yeah, that's true. Yes, definitely lots of cleaning on my end as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, what have you been watching while you've been in lockdown? Um, I've actually been watching a lot of news, actually, if I'm going to be honest. So, like, BBC News mm-hmm. is kind of a regular channel that's on in our house. But I've also been able to um, delve into... Uh, Sex Education on Netflix. I've been told how great the series oh, is for so long now. Uh, so I've finally been able to watch it and I'm on um, season two at the moment and I really, really do enjoy it. So I was so grateful for all the recommendations because now, like you said, I have the time, have no excuse. So I've been able to watch that. I've also been watching um, the Tiger King documentary on Netflix and that is so... It's insane. It really is. I also... <laughs> feel that as though all Americans are supposed to be in front of the camera they just all have that kind of personality mm. where they just kind of shine on the on camera so that's been a really interesting and insane world that I've been introduced to and um, I recently finished um, another documentary um, called McMillions which is about um, a and the McDonald's, well, not really employee, but basically, so you know the um the McDonald's Monopoly game that they have like every year. So, mm-hmm. like back in the eighties, uh, someone kind of rigged the game and stole um the one million pieces and were giving them out to their friends. And so I was watching a documentary about oh. like undercovering wow. the conspiracy ring about that, and that's been just really interesting to watch and delve into. So yeah, that's what I've been able to catch up on or delve into while in um quarantine how about yourself um so i've been well we've been watching quite a lot of stuff as a family recently so uh last weekend we had a train spotting marathon so we watched train spotting the original on friday and then we watched t2 on saturday and i'm Mm -hmm. quite glad that i've seen those like i really enjoy watching cult films that um i've never seen before because it just uh-huh. sort of feels like I'm finally catching up to speed with other people. Uh, and yeah. this weekend, we're having a bit of a Matrix marathon. So we watched the first one yesterday. And hopefully uh-huh. we'll watch the next one tonight and then the final one tomorrow. Um, so I've just been like thinking about Keanu Reeves all day. <laughs> I mean, um, that's not bad at all, though. <laughs> no, it's not at all. Um, I've also been watching noughts and crosses where possible I've been quite bad recently because I haven't been catching up with it but I keep seeing um, (laughs) 
sort of promotional material for it and I really want to get back into it but I just haven't had the time yet because when the second episode aired I was away um I was in Holland obviously before everything kind of kicked off um so I missed it that week and then it's just once you've missed one week it's quite hard to get back into it but I know that it's all on iPlayer so um I'll be binging that at some point yeah like, I encourage you to uh, finish it because um, I uh, blitzed it and it was amazing and I'm just so impressed by everybody that was involved it's just to be able to see a book like that come onto screen it's just amazing and so it has a really special place in my heart so I'm just really glad that lots of people are getting to experience it now for the first time so yeah I definitely recommend you finishing that yeah yeah um, I've also been watching quite a lot of Studio Ghibli films recently. So uh, I watched Spirited Away. I've watched My Neighbor Totoro. I've watched Castle mm-hmm. in the Sky. A lot of them I've seen before, but it's just exciting to have some of my favorite animated films on Netflix all in one place. And I'm very excited yeah. for the 1st of April because that's when uh-huh. Howl's Moving Castle is um, coming on. And that was a film that I had never seen until our mm-hmm. friend Seren introduced us to it. And now it's like one of my favourite, if not my favourite, Studio Ghibli film. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so great. (laughs) Yeah, that was a real blessing. Um, I've also just split a Disney Plus account with one of my friends. So uh, I now have access to things like The Mandalorian, which I intend to watch Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. as soon as possible. But annoyingly, the Disney Plus app isn't available on our TV. So I'm oh. going to have to get an HDMI lead and connect it to my laptop. Yeah, Disney have been a bit annoying with that. Surprise, surprise. It's almost as if they're just in it for the money. <laughs> but yeah, they uh, they have um, like a sort of like a cap on which TVs can get Disney Plus because our TV was, we bought it in 2015. So it's five years old and it's 2016 TVs and above that are able to get the app so hopefully they'll release a version of it that's compatible with rtv but yeah at the moment it's not so if i want to watch it somewhere other than a laptop and a phone then i have to go through all of that hassle but yeah i'm I'm excited to have all of the marvel films star wars films and then all of like the disney classics in one place because a lot of ours are on vhs yeah yeah no, I've just, I was just going to say, I've been definitely contemplating buying my own subscription. So <laughs> it's just a matter of if I'm going to do mm-hmm. it, I just have to weigh up the pros and cons. But I mean, all the back catalogue, just be able to watch like Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly, um, kind of Lion <laughs> King, like the, Marvel seri- the Marvel universe, um, Star Wars, like they have so much on offer. I might just be tipped over the edge to buy it. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the thing is with quarantine, well, not quarantine, but lockdown is that um, a lot of studios are releasing things ahead of time and ahead of schedule. So we're getting things available to stream much quicker than we would do normally, which proves that it is possible for companies to release these films whenever they like. They just make us wait and it's really annoying. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but things like Emma, which I saw at the cinema and absolutely loved, is now available to stream or to rent and I absolutely adored it so I am very much contemplating getting it 
Um, but I would really recommend it if you haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Like Jane Austen, my girl, I love her. So I'll definitely be checking <laughs> that out in the near future. But um, I think this is a great yeah, no, place. Kind of a, yeah, a great place to kind of end on. Like it's been so lovely to talk mm-hmm. to you and kind of discuss our fears, but also our hopes and um, how we've been able to kind of cope um, in this time of self-quarantine and just again it's so nice to kind of hear your voice and get back into the swing of things with our whole podcasting mm-hmm. situation so yeah 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 and uh, no, I agree it has been nice <laughs> and no I was just gonna say and um we should definitely try and do another one um soon as like you said we won't have that much uh, else on so yeah yeah Maybe we should do like a week by week quarantine podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be see good. Our, our sanity slowly start to unravel. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, just an update. Like hour yeah. 59. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, right. But yeah, but it's been so good to talk to you and um, I'll catch you later. Yeah, and remember people, Wash your hands, stay at home, and yeah, don't go outside, basically. Yeah. Unless you're getting your exercise in. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Don't go outside unless it's necessary. And um just keep safe. So yeah. Alright. Catch you on the flip side. According to us, it's a girly girls production. Girly Girls is an online platform for women creatives to showcase their voices through their art.